0: Sometimes when, um, especially when somebody's very new to this congregation, they'll make some reference to, um, to how I run things here. Uh, I call the shots, they say, or I'm in charge, and after I've stopped laughing and have dried my tears, <laughs> I say, not to, not to disown the very real authority and power that you have all given me, um, but to say, That's not actually how it works. Um, I I shouldn't be in charge. I'm I'm a leader here, an important one, chosen by the congregation democratically as we choose our leaders, but but no. Uh, I'm I'm not the leader of the congregation. Well, who is the leader of the congregation then? The board? Well, yeah, in a sense, also, they have a lot of power and authority and responsibility given to them by the congregation and thank you for the service they do in carrying out the congregation's will. Um, So they are among the leaders, yes, but I don't think in a healthy congregation the board is really the leader either. And you might think since it's democratic and the congregation chose the minister and the congregation chose the board, then I'll say that the congregation is, everybody is a leader and that is, that is absolutely true, but it's Not quite the answer I'm thinking of in this trick question. Who is the leader of the congregation? If the congregation is thriving, if we know what we're about, the answer is the mission. The mission is the leader. And we each look to the mission when we're trying to decide what to do, where to put our time since we can't put it everywhere. What are the priorities? What is the most important thing we can do? How do we steer ourselves straight when we've been going off the rails a little bit as a, min- as a minister, as the board, as anybody in the congregation, which is to say anybody with a role of leadership? We look to the mission. Are we living out the mission of this congregation? And that's why it was so important, I'm so grateful to, to Brooke when she was president um, that she said, "You know what? We really need to be able to articulate uh, articulate what we're about." And I bless the, Ed and the, and the group of people who put that together because, you know, I, this is Silicon Valley. I know you have all been dragged to more mission statement rewritings and so on than you can care to think. And sometimes those are not very meaningful. I'll come back around to that. And sometimes they really are. Because we have a mission. And we need to know what that is. And we need to be able to say to ourselves and others what it is. Now, a way that I remind myself what the mission is um, regularly here is I, I, um, I sometimes structure my board report um, with it. I put it in my signature of my um, email so that I see it whenever I send an email and get a reminder. Um, and of course we speak it frequently in the service, put it at the top of um, every volunteer role description so that in addition to what is the goal of this particular volunteer role, um, we have what is the mission? Is it serving the mission of this congregation? That's the most important thing. Something I like about it, as I, as I reflect, I've, I've thought many times about the various phrases. Uh, the group made it blessedly short, just 25 words so that we could uh, memorize it in time and um, I can just think it through when I am not, don't have a piece of paper in front of me. But what I'm thinking of nowadays is not so much any phrase or word, it's a suffix. The one that appears several times. Ing. That ing is important. It's that We live in the continuous present tense. It's not about what we have done in the past or only about what we've done in the future. It's about this long, steady bridge of what are we going to do? What do we do? What are we doing with our time, our energy, our spirit any given moment? And I notice it's also in the name of showing up for racial justice, which is appropriate I was just having a conversation with um, one of our regional leaders and advisors, Melissa James, who said wisely, we were talking about the ongoing struggle to, um, to work for racial justice in, in a country, in a world, in a community that is steeped in white supremacy so that we, we swim in it. We sometimes don't even see it whether we're people of color or white people sometimes. It's just so pervasive. So I was talking to her about about what next for UUCPA and she was talking to me about about what happens in the region and she wisely said, you know, we don't win at anti-racism. And she didn't mean by that that we lose. She means we're not finished. You show up, you do it. You do it again and again, you do the next thing, you learn, you examine, you care for each other, you tend to our world and always with that continuous, what are we doing next? How are we going to do this together? Now, the guiding question of the process, as Ed said, was why does UUCPA exist? That's a great question to ask about an organization, right? Um, An organization was created for a purpose by people. And it has a mission in the world. And that question will keep getting asked. This was not our first statement of our mission. It will not be our last. Future generations will ask it again. And if the time ever comes that when people say, why does UUCPA exist in the world? And they don't have an answer to that. They can't think of any reason that the world needs UUCPA then I hope they will have the wisdom to say, it is time either to change our sense of our mission, to adopt one, or to close our doors with gratitude for what it has done in the past. Because there's no reason to exist unless you have a reason to exist. That's that's what organizations are for. We we create them for a reason. Now people are different from organizations in, in that if there's one clear answer to why do we exist? Why do I exist? Why does each one of us exist? It is I don't need to justify that. We have inherent worth. We exist because we exist. Maybe someone had an idea our parents or somebody thought, oh, that'll be good. But we don't need to justify our existence to anybody. We are worthy in and of ourselves just for existing. And yet people do have missions. It's just we have to think about them and adopt them. And sometimes we realize we're living one out without ever having put it into words or anything like that. We're just, oh, this is what my life is about. This is what I have dedicated myself to. This is how I know when I've had a meaningful day or a meaningful week. This is what I am looking for in a relationship or a job or a community. And then, if we have a, a, a task force in our heads that says, how would I put that into words, then we could actually write a mission statement. I've known people who did that. I was charmed, um, we, we, we went to, uh, my family and I went to visit uh, friends for lunch a month or two ago, and I was charmed to see in the handwriting of um, the youngest member of the family uh, on a poster on the wall, our family mission. Um, They had clearly talked about it and thought about it, and they had lovely things like being authentic with each other, caring for each other, pursuing their faith together, having fun together. They'd given it some thought, and they'd put it there where they eat so that they can remind themselves. What are we here for? What's important to us when it really comes down to it? It's important to be able to check that against what else is going on in our lives. So, we interact and intersect with many, many organizations over our days. And each has their own mission. Some of them have sat down at a board meeting or a corporate process or something and actually written it down. Some you can just tell by what their priorities are, even if it's nowhere on their website or calligraphied on their walls. You can tell what their missions are, and that can cause uh, stress to us, or it can help buoy our own mission, help us to clarify and live out what is most important to us. I'm not going to um, take us each through a personal process right now. But I'm just going to give us all a little silent time to think about just off the top of your head, the gut level response. If you had to say what your mission is in life, What would you say? This could be a great coffee hour conversation, but just for private, for right now. I realize this is the kind of thing you might pray on, meditate on, have deep conversations with deep friends about for a long time to get down. But I'm thinking probably something came to most of us. So when we know what that is, we can start to notice, of the organizations I intersect with, the schools, the jobs, the social justice organizations and so on, which ones are helping me to live out that mission? Because we really need that. We need help in living at our mission. We have a few models for that in our service today. The choir sang about this still room. Maybe a place that you come of stillness and reflection. Helps you to live according to that deep purpose that you just considered. Or we have that question to the Buddha. Perennial question as we see, right? The people of Kalamas ask, uh, the, the, the Kalamas asked, we are perplexed and in doubt as to which of these good ascetics speak truth and which speak falsehood. We all get lots of guidance in life about how to live. Which ones are in keeping with our own deepest sense of what this life of ours is for? There are so many voices giving so many messages, each deriding the other, denouncing their entire purpose, and the Buddha directs them towards themselves. When you know these things are unwholesome, these things, if accepted and undertaken, lead to harm and suffering, then you should abandon them. In other words, listen inside yourself, know your own guiding purpose and principles. And we know, and the Buddha knew, and a whole, system and religion was created to help us to find, uh, to, to, uh, to, to respond to the problem that it's not always easy to listen to inside ourselves. How do we do that? How do we know when our mission is right and true and when we are following it and when we're being led off the path. Listened inside ourselves. And who was going to help us to do that? And then we had the example of inventor McGregor, which is really a story. I mean, it's about inventions and there's all sorts of great drawings of his cute inventions and everything. Doggy Wellingtons. It's really a story about integrity and about knowing what matters to us. He paid attention to what mattered to him and what helped him to live in accordance with what mattered most. And what he heard was, I need to have this beautiful place in my higgledy-piggledy house and the winding lane behind. I need to be able to sing and dance and paint I need to be among my community. That's what will help me. He never lost sight of his mission, but he wasn't being helped to stick with it anymore. So I really love that we have, we had this process as a community that helped us to say, together, each of us chiming in, and as I'd said, there was a remarkable consonance. What's the mission of this community, of this organization? And I hope in answering that, you thought, well, what's my mission? And if you didn't think that in so many words, have a look at the UUCPA mission again, and say, how is that helping me to live out my mission? ask that of each organization you encounter because your life is sacred and precious and you are here to do something and be somebody that only you can do and only you can be. So please, please hold that with all the care That precious thing deserves. And make sure to surround yourself with people and institutions and organizations who will help you to live out your mission. I will love to hear over lunch today, and it is Second Sunday lunch day today, so please do stay. um, I'll love to hear what people realize their missions are.